team, welcome back to the Heimpat podcast. We got a good one today. I think I say that every single episode. We've got a good one today, guys. <laughs> we are talking about if I started my business from scratch, this is what I would do. Before we dive into that, I'm going to give you a few little few little life updates um, and just a few little updates about what's been going on with me because there's been a few big things actually that I've decided to do and shake up in 2022. Recently, I have made my biggest investment in my business that I've made to date, which is very exciting. And I think when we run our own businesses and we look back at how well we've done or if we've hit our goals or not. And last year I did hit my goals. I set income goals and I set goals for what I wanted to release and launch and how many people I wanted to work with, that kind of thing. And I did hit those goals. And I've gotten to a point in my business where I'm like, okay, I want to push through to that next level. And I, I actually am someone that tells people don't say next level because it's too vague and people don't understand what that really means. But my next level is about hitting certain income goals and about running a business that I've sort of been dreaming of running, um, which again is super vague, but <laughs> I wanted to look a little different than how it is at the moment. And I know this is super annoying because I'm not actually giving away specifics here, but I like to keep certain things to myself. And then when I achieve them or when I want to share them, I'll share them later on. But anyway, I digress. This week I decided to invest in a one-to-one coach who I had worked with previously. Uh, I'd worked with her in a group coaching program. And then I decided this week that I wanted to change something in my business. Something wasn't feeling right. Something wasn't clicking with me. And I was feeling at a point where I want to be transparent with you guys. I felt a little stuck and a little unsure of my next move. And I am able to coach people on lots of different things within business. But when you get to a point in your own business where you're not sure how to get to that next goal or next level or next income mark, then you do need to invest. So that is what I did this week. I made my highest investment ever. And actually it was a really good experience because it kind of showed me that I, so I hadn't been nervous. Sorry, I'm just going to move my microphone. It's sort of moving all over the shop. I hadn't invested in my business. Well, I invest a lot in my business. (laughs) What am I talking about? I hadn't invested and felt nervous about investing for a long time. And what I mean by that is I'd gotten to a point like when I first started paying for courses and paying for coaches in my business, I was pretty nervous about it. I'll never forget the first time I invested and I'll probably do a whole episode about things I invested in, what I regret investing in, that kind of thing. But the first time I invested, oh my gosh, the anxiety was palpable. I was so nervous. I really just wasn't sure if I could make it work. What if this is a waste of money? This is a lot of money for me. Will I ever see a return on investment? That kind of thing was running through my head. I was so nervous about it. And I actually went to a cafe and wrote down a pros and cons list. And I ended up being like, well, the pros are so many things. I mean, I wrote down a whole bunch of pros, you know, start my own business. I could get land clients. I could do X, Y, and Z. I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff. And then on the con side, I just wrote, I'll, I'll, I'll spend X amount of dollars and I don't know if I'm going to get it back. So I decided to go for it. And I'm so glad I did because I've never looked back since then. And actually since investing since then, I haven't been nervous about it. And I think that's because I was in always investing a certain amount of money. It was usually a similar, similar amount of money that I was investing at once. 
And then I decided, no, this year I want to really skyrocket my sales, my business. I want to, you know, last year was very much about me setting up my business. It was my first year. Drink every time I say my business, by the way. And this year I want to take things again to the next level. I want to expand what I'm doing. I want to work with more people. I want to have bigger launches. I want to hit bigger income goals. So that's when I decided, yep, we're going to do it. We are going to invest and we're going to do it big time, baby, because I made a five figure investment. (laughs) And even saying that I, you know, if I told myself this, even maybe six months ago, I would have been like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? (laughs) And I really hope my parents aren't listening to this, but uh, yeah, sorry, mum and dad, a gal's got to do what a gal's got to do. I invested five figures into a one-to-one coach who is where I want to be and is achieving what I want to achieve. So I thought I'm going to learn from someone who I really admire and we've got a relationship and I think she's great and I'm really excited. So that's one major update uh, that I've already done and it is the 10th of December. Sorry, no, it's not. It's the 10th of January today. I'm only halfway through my first coffee of the day, so you've got to bear with me, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. So the second potentially, in fact, much larger piece of personal news is that I am moving back to the UK. (laughs) I can't even believe I'm saying that as well, because six months ago I would have been like, what? So for those of you who are new here or don't know my background or my story, I am from Australia. I was, well, I was born in New Zealand actually, but I grew up in Australia. And when I was 23, I moved over to London. And I lived in London for four years and I came back in March 2020 to go to a friend's wedding for two weeks. I came back to Perth and we all know what happened next, don't we? The world was taken, um, well, I was going to say taken by storm. I don't really know if that's the right term of phrase, but I, you know, we know what happened next. Coronavirus happened. Okay. Spoiler alert. And I initially was only going to stay for another few months. And I was really devastated about it. I loved living in London and I had a life there and things were going really well for me. And I decided the smartest thing for me to do at that point was to stay in Perth and waited until it, and I put this in quotation marks, all blew over. Can we all laugh together, please? (laughs) So anyway, two years later, here I still am. And the first year when I was in Perth, I was like, no, this is great. I'm going to, uh, you know, I don't know, start my business, which I did, which is fantastic. I don't get me wrong. It took me a long time to adjust. And I really still wanted to go back for most of that first year. It was a hard year. 2021, I had sort of made peace with things and I thought, okay, I guess I live here now. Let's make the most of it. Perth is a a beautiful city to live in. All of my family and friends are here and people I grew up with are here. The weather is amazing. There's nothing not to love about Perth. Like the quality of life is great. And anyone who's ever come here, I don't think it's the best place for a holiday necessarily because there's not a ton to do, but the beaches are beautiful. The quality of life is unparalleled. Like it's a really beautiful place to live. Anyway, in the last few months, I've been feeling so nostalgic for the UK. I really miss it. I feel like my heart is in the UK and I've decided that I'm not going to go back and live in London. I'm going to go and live in Edinburgh, or at least at the, at this time of filming this episode or recording this episode, that's where I'm, I'm, it's top of my list. That's where I'm thinking of going at the moment. So I'm thinking of going to Edinburgh 
I'm going to go in early April. I'm a bridesmaid for a friend's wedding, so I'm going to go in April. Otherwise, I honestly think I would have been on the next flight out. (laughs) It was one of those things that when you make a decision, you... uh, I'm a very decisive person. So once I have an idea in my head, I'm like, that's it. I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. That's what I did in terms of this investment. I've known this person for a while. It wasn't a stupid investment. It was something I knew I was going to do eventually, and it felt right. And... With the UK, I had a friend say, are you happy in Perth? Like, you know, you could come back to the UK for a little bit and see how you feel. And as soon as she said that, I was like, yes. Why did I not give myself the permission to do that before? So two big pieces of news, investment and moving back to the UK, potentially Edinburgh. If you've ever been to Edinburgh, it's such a beautiful place. You would know. It's like walking around in Harry Potter. It is gorgeous. So yeah. I just thought I'd share that with you guys um, because I, you know, I'm excited. So those are my two big pieces of news. Anyway, that's not what you came here for. So if you're, if you've listened this far, well done. You are my people. I love you. We are actually here today to discuss if I started my business from scratch, this is what I would do. And I've got five things that I would say to my younger self when I was starting my business and I would say, Hey, PS, do these things and you'll see success faster or you won't have to make those mistakes. Now you guys know that I am a big fan of, uh, of making mistakes and fucking up and failing because it does teach you a lot. It sucks at the time. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not, I'm not loving the experience when I'm in it, when I'm in the thick of the failure, but when I'm out of it, I learn so much. And I think we learn way more from our failures than we do from our successes. That's a hard word to say. And that's what we're going to cover today. So we're going to talk about five things that if I were to do again in my business, this is what I would do. Let's start with number one. Focus on building relationships. This is probably the number one thing. I mean, it's very hard to put a number one thing on it, isn't it? But in terms of landing clients and having a consistent client base and selling out your launches and people knowing who you are and trusting you and liking you, relationship building is so, so important. You can't underestimate it, to be honest. And when I say relationship building, I mean building genuine relationships online. So for me personally, I sell on Instagram a lot, not, not exclusively through Instagram, but it's definitely my number one platform that I, that I sell on. So I would tell myself to engage a lot, build relationships, form genuine connections with people, get to know people, and you will see a lot of success with this. I really put time into reading people's posts, leaving meaningful, engaging comments, replying to people's Instagram stories. And this is a fantastic way of building relationships. It's networking. And I think a lot of people overthink their engagement. I've had a few clients that are like, oh, it feels so gross and icky. And I'm like, why are you overthinking this so much? What if it was genuine? What if what you were saying wasn't a pile of crap? (laughs) What if you actually meant what you were saying? Because I think some people will think, oh God, I've got to leave a really cheesy comment or I've got to say something that doesn't really sound like me or I've got to engage for the sake of engaging. And I always say, no, make sure that whoever you are engaging with, it's people you want to engage with. You're actually finding what they're saying interesting. So that's what I would say. Number one, focus on relationship building. I'm just going to have a little sip of my coffee. Okay. 
The second thing I would say, and this is going to come as zero surprise to people who are familiar with me and have listened to former podcast episodes or just listened to me online, do thorough market research before you create a self-paced program or any kind of program. In my case, it was a self-paced program and I did not do enough market research. I was not up to speed with what my audience wanted or needed or would want to buy. And I realized this during my launch that my messaging wasn't right. My product wasn't right. (laughs) A lot of things weren't right. I could have saved myself a lot of time and angst and energy had I just done the, the first thing that I should have done. Start with market research. And actually, market research is something you should continue to do throughout your, you know, your business. Just doesn't even matter if you are one year in, two years in, one week in, whatever. You need to make sure you're doing your market research. You need to be you need to be in touch with what your audience wants and needs. And even if you've had multiple launches that have sold out, you still need to make sure that you are asking people what they want to see from you, what they're actually wanting to buy. You need to be in touch with your market and what people want. So that would be one of the biggest things. And I'm actually going to do, have I done a podcast episode about this yet? I don't think I have actually. Um, I will have to do it about my, my first launch. I've definitely done ones about launching in the past. So I'll have to do one where I go into more depth about my first launch because it was a hot mess and I learned a lot of lessons from it. So I'll have to do a separate episode on that. The third thing that I would tell myself is to stop focusing on mini trainings all the time. (laughs) When I first started, I was in teacher mode because for those of you who don't know, many moons ago, I used to be a teacher and then I went into marketing and then I became a marketing and sales coach. And when I first started showing up online and especially with stories, a lot of my content was educational and there's nothing wrong with giving value. In fact, you should be giving value and you should be educating your audience, but it's good to mix things up a little bit. You know, variety is the spice of life and my spice was bland and it was all educational and I needed to, yeah, I really needed to mix things up a little bit. So I would say stop focusing only on mini trainings. There are many other ways to give value and doing this will only put you in the friend zone. Exclusively doing educational mini training content is a a surefire way to end up in the friend zone. Mini trainings are an excellent way of warming up your audience and showing people that you know your shit. There's lots of other ways to do this as well. And it's only one piece of my content puzzle now and my mini trainings. So something I would definitely say back then is, hey, Experiment with other types of content, do some storytelling, do more client case studies, um, build on authority because that was something that was lacking with me. I think I was definitely in the friend zone. I wasn't uh, showing up as an authority and I wasn't setting myself apart from anyone. So that's something I definitely would go back and tell myself. Another thing I would say is to get clear on a low ticket offer or any offer in general, really and start selling it evergreen and start selling it before you feel ready. You want your offer to be ready. You want to have a clear idea of what your offer is going to be, but you don't want to be like, oh, I'll sell when, I'll sell when, I'll sell when. It kind of reminds me of the happiness trap where people go, I'll be happy when I've got this car. I'll be happy when I have this relationship. I'll be happy when I have this house. And it's like, no, 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 you need to work on it now. You can be happy now before you have those things. It often is like, do the thing before you're ready. And with selling, this is very much the case because I think the biggest thing, and 
I've told this to numerous clients who are worried about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or looking stupid. I always just say, don't be afraid to be shit. And I know that sounds really simple and probably oversimplified, but it's true. The first time you pitch, it's not going to be great, most likely, unless you're a born salesperson. The first time you do a story on Instagram stories, it's probably not going to be great. It's not going to be a best. Don't be afraid to be shit at something because that is a starting point and you'll only get better from there on. So I would have said at the very start, I waited a long time to actually sort my product suite out. I waited a long time to launch an offer. I was too scared to do it. I think I was procrastinating so much because if I actually did it and launched the thing or sold the thing or tried to sell the thing and no one bought, it would prove to me that my business wasn't going to work. So I had to really just push myself out of my comfort zone. And by the way, if you're someone who has had a failed launch or maybe you haven't launched at all, or maybe you haven't started even selling yet, or you haven't had any luck selling yet, that is not evidence that your business is not viable and that people will never buy from you. If I stopped selling when people didn't buy something from me or when I had a failed launch, I would have stopped a long time ago and I would have had to stop many times throughout my journey. So that is not evidence that you're a failure, that your business is a failure. It just means you need to get better and you need to tweak and improve and you'll get there. Okay. So that was number four, get clear on a low ticket offer in my case anyway, because I wanted to launch a high ticket offer. So in my case, I would say get clear on a low ticket offer and start selling it now, get your practice in and don't be afraid to be shit at it. And finally, and this probably comes as no surprise, invest in learning how to sell and launch. And this might sound like a strange thing coming from someone who is a sales and marketing coach, right? I have a background in marketing. I've got a background in teaching. So those things work very well together when it comes to sales, but there were definite blind spots in my knowledge and I'm always learning and I still am always learning. That's why I'm investing, right? So I would say I had a lack of confidence in the sales department in terms of pitching my offer and knowing how to lead into talking about my offer, knowing what to say, knowing how to launch. I remember there was a lot of fear around launching and I had no idea how to do that. And I, you know, there's no one cookie cutter way to launch, but I just had zero idea about even where to begin with planning it. So invest in this area. And I did this anyway. Um, I invested in a group coaching program and it was great. And it taught me everything, not everything. It taught me a lot about sales and marketing and launching. It was a fantastic program. And I'm really glad I did it uh, because it really catapulted my success. I went from having 250 pounds come into my bank one month before my launch. And I was, I was trying to sell bits and bobs and it wasn't really going too great for me. And then I invested in this program. I learned sales marketing. I learned launching. I learned everything and I improved on my skills. And the following month I launched my one-to-one coaching and I sold five out of five spots. So this is possible for you too. You just need to know how to do it. And by investing in this blind spot, you will 100% see a return on investment. Going back to what I was saying earlier about how I was so afraid to invest. I remember being really nervous about investing in this program as well. I felt more calm to be fair than I did when I invested in um, the very first time I paid for a program, but I was still nervous that I wouldn't see a return. And I did because I am literally investing in a program about making money and how to sell. And 
I'm just going to circle this back around now and we're just going to do a recap of the five things that I would tell myself to do if I started from scratch again. So number one, focus on building relationships. Number two, do thorough market research before I create a self-paced program or any program in general. Number three, stop focusing on mini trainings all the time. There are other ways to give value and this will only put you in the friend zone. Number four, get clear on a low ticket offer or any other offer as well and start selling at Evergreen. And number five, invest in learning how to sell and launch. So there you have it. Now, if you've listened to all of this and you're thinking, this is me, I haven't done a lot of these things or I don't know how to do a lot of these things. Maybe you are struggling to talk about your offer. Maybe you're too scared to talk about your offer. Maybe your content marketing strategy is off and you're getting low engagement and it's not hitting the mark with your ideal client. Maybe you're struggling to get your business off the ground in general and you need a program that is going to teach you how to market your services, how to create a program, how to sell your program, how to launch your program. And you need all of the help. You need all the things and you know this is what you need. High Impact Sales School is open for early bird action takers for the next two days. You have two days to jump inside the program for £150 off and a bonus one-to-one coaching call with me included. After that, the price is going to increase and you won't get that bonus coaching call. So if this is something you know you want to do and you've been sitting on the fence and you've been thinking about it, now is the time to take action. The link is in my bio. I'll give you a little bit more of a recap about what High Impact Sales School is as well. So it's a 12-week group coaching program that teaches you all you need to know about how to sell and market your online coaching or service provider business. And we predominantly focus on Instagram and it covers so much. I don't want to overwhelm you, (laughs) but it covers everything from how to create irresistible offers that your ideal client actually wants, putting together a profitable product suite to creating content around those offers to launching them and selling them evergreen, to converting on sales calls. It honestly covers so much. There is more information, as I said, in the show notes below, there is a link which will take you to the sales page and you can have a look and see all that's included. If you have any questions for me, please shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm an open book. Happy to hop on a sales call as well, if that is what you would like. And I look forward to seeing you inside the program. I've got a few lovely action takers already inside and I'm so excited to see them put in the work and implement and see how their businesses and therefore lives start to change. So guys, that is it from me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've ever been to Edinburgh, let me know your thoughts. And if you live there, let me know some tips about living there. I'm honestly so excited. I will see you guys all in the next episode. And I think there might be a little bonus one coming this Friday. So get buckle, you know, buckle yourself in, get ready. And I will talk to you all very soon. Again, go check out the High Impact Sales School sales page, link in bio or link in the show notes, whatever they call them. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.